All right. All right. We're back for another episode of the YVR Remo Show. Uh, today we have myself, Dean, Derek, and Justin. Uh, Tyler's out getting married. So um, the three of us are going to handle this one. It's been a, it's been a big week, uh, to say the least. The Bank of Canada has done it again. They have decided to, to raise the overnight lending rate by a quarter percent. Um, it's the first raise in about 130 days. Um, so it wasn't, wasn't much of a pause. Um, and for you know a lot of a lot of experts uh, thinking this was the peak, um, or slightly, uh, well, slightly above the peak now, and and in fact, the markets are now pricing in potentially another increase. So, with all that said, um, you know a lot of uncertainty around what the Bank of Canada is going to do, what the government's going to do in general. Um, we're going to chat today really about what we can control, and those are the options that we have at our disposal. So, looking forward to to kind of sifting through this uncertainty and, and finding certainty in, in the options that uh, that our clients are, are taking advantage of today. There's nothing positive about what's happened here, right? Like I, everybody consistently across the board, like Dean mentioned, even like 90% of the economists in our country, um, we're not predicting this. So, you know, all you can do is deal with it, right? There's nothing we can do to change it. Um, everyone was of a pretty positive mindset for the last two, three months kind of thing. Um, things seem to be going in the right direction. Variable Bank of Canada had stabilized. Fixed rates were actually trickling down with the bond yield. Um, the markets were picking up, like anyone that's, especially local market, but from my understanding, this is pretty much everywhere across the country. There were inventory issues, which caused multiple offers, um, and that was driving prices back up, right? So good and bad in that, but everything seemed to be going in the right direction. And then of course, um, you know, some of our economic numbers came out and, and they weren't going in the direction that the Bank of Canada had hoped. And like we've talked about many times, the only tool that our government and our country has to try to turn things on and off is interest rates, right? Like that's literally the only piece that they can control to try to sway markets um, and keep things going in the direction that they wanted, which is essentially down, right? Getting inflation down. Um so again, just, you know, addressing the elephant in the room, nothing good about it, but how do we deal with it, right? And what comes to my mind, and, and just to be frank, like I know everyone's looking for advice and strategy. And, you know, I think that in situations like this where the market's so volatile and like unexpected dramatic changes are happening, in my opinion, you have to take the strategy out of it a bit. Like obviously you need to focus on numbers, but at the end of the day, like how do you how do you build a strategy if you don't know what's going to happen next, right? It, it's pretty tough to do and, and you're building a strategy around predictions and expectations, which could change. So that said, I think it, you got to circle back and I'm speaking primarily to the people in variable mortgages, myself included. Um, and I believe Dean and Justin also have variable mortgages. So I'm talking to you guys too. Uh, you got to kind of take that strategy out of it and, and figure out like what, what worked for your situation, right? It, strategically or, or based on your financial position, like are you in a position to stay in a variable and take the risk that there could be another rate hike or another two rate hikes? Like, and if you're not, right, like if that would put you in a position where you can't afford life anymore and as much as the last thing you want to do is go fix because that wasn't the original strategy that you chose, does it make sense to do that now just to put yourself in a better position to get through what's going on, right? So I think you really need to go back to the basics and worry about yourself and your personal situation and your finances to make sure you can get through this. Because as we all know, like being put in a position where you have to sell your house because you can't afford the payments in a down market, you can lose a ton of money, right? Like equity is going to be down if, if values are down, right? So I know we're going to dig into this in much more detail, but just kind of my initial thoughts. 
to give a little context to before we dive into too much of the strategy, like like it was alluded to before, 90% of the economists in the country didn't expect this coming. It was only, you know, 60 days ago when we saw 100% guarantee almost that we were going to see rate hikes coming in July and the market quickly shifted. Now, this is, you know, I think we all agree that this is a, a very knee-jerk reaction to some numbers that came out not too long ago by the Bank of Canada, but it's pretty evident that they are really wanting to force this recession to really get, you know, inflation under 2% as soon as, you know, maybe Q1 of next year, potentially, right? So, you know, I think they've made what they're trying to do very apparent to us now. Uh, and that that now we have to kind of go into like the strategy talk, like Derek has mentioned, but we can't really guess what's going to happen in the future. You know, are we going to see cuts sooner? Are we going to see more raises? So like Derek alluded to, we definitely need to look at you, you know, individually each single time and, and see like, hey, what makes sense for you? You know, locking into that, that you know, three or four year term or two year term is a, you know, refi debt consolidation more up your alley is maybe going to a potential alternative lender and, you know, extending amortization farther, a better opportunity for you. Like we, everything, every situation is going to be specific to you and, and, and an in-depth conversation with us at Thrive is, is what you're going to need going forward. The three buckets that we can cover here would be like from a from from somebody that's in a current variable, whether it be an adjustable rate mortgage where your payments automatically change, or uh, a true variable with a static payment. Um, the three kind of buckets that you have as options, which is what we'll dig into uh, going forward. You either stay variable, right? Like you you ride the wave, you hope for the best, you hope rates come down sooner than later, assuming affordability aligns for you. Um, you look into conversion options. So if you're in a variable, you can convert your mortgage into a fixed at no cost with your current lender, um, pros and cons to that. And then the last piece is doing a full on refinance, which is redoing your mortgage, potentially going to a different lender and lots of other good options if you go that route, but there is a cost. So why don't we just kind of start on the, like staying variable, like the, the play in that and, and the mindset in that for anyone that chooses to do so. Yeah, for, for some people, this this could make a lot of sense, especially for those that, you know, want to hedge their bet that the rates are going to drop sharply next year. Um, you know, even with the price increase or sorry, even with experts, um, you know, including a, a rate increase this year in, in kind of what they're looking at from a market perspective. The election is coming up next year um, in the fall, and it, it's quite common for a federal government to look at you know, making things look a lot better uh, from a perspective of getting votes um, and, and, you know, going to the polls as of today, I don't think it would look as good for, for the current government as it may, you know, a year from now, if rates have come down significantly and things are starting to look better. So, um, you know, just given it's election year, it's, it's, it, you know, it's very much hypothetical and, and it's a guess, but I, I would, I would have to guess that the rates are going to go down next year, just given those, those factors. But if, if, you know, if inflation does stick around and it gets, you know, we continue to see upticks there. I mean, they will have no choice. They won't be able to play that, that election card, but let's just say you, you know, you are that, that individual that wants to hedge their bet on that. It could make sense for you to, to wait this out and ultimately benefit from the downswing of the rates going down, especially if you're in a variable that maybe you, you got in, you know, the late 2020, early 2021 year, um, that could be a very sharp discount currently. I mean, we were looking at variables at prime minus 1.3 to as high as 1.5% in some cases. And that's that's quite a sharp discount. And that might be a discount you don't want to give up. And so for that reason, 
you may want to hold on to that variable and and ride the wave when it you know when we when we guess it's going to come now the flip side of that is you know you could be in a, a variable that's say prime minus 0.40% which has been a more common discount on prime right now those those types of uh variable rate clients may be um you know they may be it may be too risky to to hold on to that one and and really hope that the rates go down because it you know what we've seen in the past is rates go up quickly in some cases like we've seen in in the last you know 12 months but it's very rare that they'll go down quickly so it may be a lot longer road down to to getting to a point where uh you could be as of today if you just ultimately lo- ultimately locked in which we're we're going to touch on yeah only other couple items that come to mind for me is like some people have been burned in the past with fixed rate mortgages because the penalties can be like massive, right? I'm talking like thirty, forty thousand dollars we've seen, depending on the size of the mortgage, length of term, everything else. And that can be a pretty frightening thought for people that have actually been through that and had to pay those penalties or have ran into them and basically are forced to stay with stay with the same lender, which ends up costing them more money in the long run. So I can understand that side of it. Some people just have a bit of a vendetta against fixed, as I'm sure a ton have a vendetta against variable right now. Um, but the penalty conversation, like it just depends on your situation, right? Like someone that might be selling, like if it's a rental or whatever, like if you're planning to sell that property um, in the next little bit, right? Like you, you want to leave that in a variable to keep your penalties low. Um, if you had plans to refinance but not right now like maybe you're waiting to get your job or what like if if you have plans to do something that has to do with changing or paying out your mortgage early like you wouldn't want to take that jump into a fix because the penalties can be huge depending on where rates are uh when the time comes that you're actually breaking it so again just digging into your personal situation and your plans like it could not align right um I think that's pretty much it. Like Dean, that, that piece about like, if you had a really good competitive discount on your variable, you know, like if you're at prime minus 1.2 or prime minus 1.3, like don't get me wrong, nothing looks appealing right now. But if you're at prime minus 1.3, you're sitting at 5.65% roughly, if I did my math correctly. And like, you know, again, rates could continue to hike a bit, but if they didn't, you're kind of in range with fixed rates anyways, right? So it's that unknown. Uh, like, do I just ride it out? Cause I kind of have what I'm going to get on a fix. You know, you might get something a little bit cheaper depending on your lender and everything else, but you're kind of in range, right? So you got to look at that math and do you take the risk and hope rates don't go up, right? Like, and that's what we've been all been dealing with for the last year to year and a half here, right? It's just the unknown. And if, if you don't want to deal with that risk and like you can't stomach that and you don't want to sleep on it every night, that's probably where pushing into a short-term fix could make sense. I'm not locking in anything right now. Uh, I have been burned by one of the big IRD penalties on a smaller mortgage with the fixed rate. So for me, the unknown is still worth it versus the big penalty I will incur. That's one of the factors that you definitely need to consider. And and, and one of the, the, the topics I wanted to just kind of get into here is if you ultimately are going to lock in, like you have to do that for you know, various reasons such as just controlling the payment, you know, you're concerned that the payment's going to go up and beyond a point that you can afford. Um, so like if we are, if we are in the mindset that we are going to move forward with a fixed rate that, you know, the things to consider are, you know, that penalty structure that, that Justin mentioned, really, really being comfortable on how long you're going to be in this home. So, you know, let's assume that the payment that you're going into as, as the new fixed term is comfortable, uh, is your lifestyle going to keep you in that that home for as many years as you're locking into. And, and if the answer is no, then maybe look at uh, locking into a shorter term. Um, now, so just uh, really understanding what your future is gonna, 
going to look like is something that you're going to have to, you know, check for yourself and, and really have a, you know, deep discussion with your family and, and your situation and ensuring that you're going to stay in that property. Also, you know, it's an opportunity to look at other items that are going on in, in your life, like such as budgeting and, 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 you know, is there, is there a way to maybe lower your payment by extending the amortization? Um, these are things that, you know, we wouldn't necessarily recommend unless it's, it's really necessary to, to control the monthly costs. Um, but also, you know, looking at, uh, you know, unsecured debts, car, high, high interest car loans, like all of these things can be factored into the mortgage payment and, and can, can be consolidated, assuming there's the right amount of equity uh, and, and it makes sense from an interest perspective, given what, you know, you might be paying on those other products. But those are things that you, you, you should really be looking at before signing any sort of a locked in uh, rate proposal. The easiest path of least resistance to lock in your variable to a fix is just calling the bank and getting their offer and then signing whatever paperwork they send you usually within the same day. Um, by, by doing that, you eliminate all your ability to do any of what we're talking about here. And so definitely, you know, call the bank, find out what they're offering, but certainly talk to, to us or a mortgage broker that can, can go through those options because, you know, once you lock in back to the penalty structure, there is no ability to consolidate any of these debts uh, until that fixed term is done uh, without, you know, looking at a, a very large, potentially very large penalty. So just really taking your time, no knee jerk reactions um, is, is key. And one of the strategies we've been looking at is, you know, understanding that this may be an opportunity for somebody that they may be considering doing this, but wanting more time, but also wanting to ensure that they don't lose the current fixed rate that's being offered to them. There are a lot of lenders that will allow you to hold a rate. And so looking at a rate hold while you investigate these options would also be a top piece of advice. I think too, the rate hold piece is super important for anyone looking to get into the market right now. Uh, once we saw the Bank of Canada announcement on Wednesday, um, the bond market quickly followed suit. So we are seeing fixed rates and variable rates kind of going up a little bit. Um, so I had a conversation that was with a client yesterday who we had a rate hold in with a local credit union and, and he decided to go talk to another lender and we were, you know, 0.75 basis points uh, away from where he was just offered. So a rate hold can, can help your qualification as a buyer. Um, a rate hold right now can, can help you just in general. We're seeing rates move up daily right now from all our lenders. So um, it could be the difference of you getting a little bit extra more mortgage money to your condo, or it could be, um, you know, a couple hundred, a hundred bucks a month or something like that. Right. So it's, it's huge right now to make sure the pre-approval process is the best you can have. And, and that's what you get here at Thrive. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And I mean, just back on this whole converting option, right? So understanding what your lender can do, like Dean mentioned, reach out to them, just say, what can you offer? Always talk to us. Cause there are not many, but there are a few lenders. Like even if you're one day into a five-year variable, um, some of them can offer you a three-year fixed from day one, right? And I think one of the biggest challenges right now that people face, like especially you know anyone that bought in the last couple of years, if you're one or two years into your five-year variable, and your bank's offering you a four or five-year fixed, right? Like it's not not overly appealing to be locking in at these inflated rates for a really long period of time, right? The goal, and this will lead into our next and kind of last option for anyone in these in these situations, but not ideal if you're locking into something for a long period of time because likely what will happen is you know you lock into a five-year fixed at five and a half or whatever it might be 
uh, rates probably will come back down. When, we don't know, but let's say it's in the next couple of years. If you're locked in for an additional three years at an inflated interest rate, you're probably going to want to get out of it. And this happened like thousands and thousands and thousands of people at COVID. When COVID hit, they locked in right as rates were going up. Rates shot down. We had conversations with hundreds of people and their penalties were like $30,000, $40,000. And it actually didn't make sense for them to break their mortgage early. So you just, you're restricted from getting into that cheaper mortgage and saving money, right? So that's where just understanding what your lender options are and talking to us first. Like we've had a lot of clients that are with a lender that offers a three-year from day one, but they call the bank and the bank only offers them a five-year, right? So just understanding that strategy, like we're always going to be in your corner and make sure you get the best outcome from your lender. So just loop us in before you make any decisions like Dean had mentioned, um, other than that, yeah, like it's 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 an easy process to do it. So if the rates and the payments make sense, it's you know, and, and you're comfortable with you know the outcome. The best piece of advice I can give anyone going into a fixed at any time of your life, but like especially right now, if you're taking a three-year fixed, just go into it the mindset that you're in that mortgage for three years, right? Like whether you're selling and buying, you probably need to port your mortgage because the penalty is going to be too high. If the rates drop and you try to refinance two years into a three-year, like the penalty is probably going to be too high to make sense of it. So just go into it with the mindset that you have that rate, you have that payment for the full three-year term. And if there is an opportunity, like we actually built a tool during COVID where we could plug in people's mortgage details, their penalty, and we could run the numbers and figure out where their break-even point was. Like some people actually consolidated big penalties, $15,000, $20,000 penalties, because we could show them the numbers that after nine months, they would break even and everything after that would be a bonus, right? So um, yeah, just you got to do your due diligence, right? The banks are, um, they're always, you know, we need them to operate, we need them to finance our homes, like there's a lot of good there. But there's also some of them just don't might not have the answers that you're looking for. And, and it's our job to know, you know, what the lenders are offering too. Yeah, those are great points and probably, you know, a, a good point to, to end this discussion. I think we've, we've touched on some really great options. I, I just want to put one piece of caution and, and another piece of advice out there before we wrap up. One would just be really understanding your budget. If, if any sort of concern around, you know, monthly costs, when it comes to, you know, for mortgage comes to mind first, of course, but, you know, just really understanding all the other costs, the Netflix costs, uh, the car payment costs. If you're looking at um, any sort of uh, adding any sort of cost to to your portfolio just really really make sure you're you're looking at what exists first and we have a great budgeting tool for for anyone that wants to 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 get a, uh, access to that we're happy to share it um, and lastly been seeing this a lot clients uh, looking to buy a new car just be really cautious of what those car loan rates are uh, best rates right now for like triple a uh, credit clients are, are looking at 7.99 to 8.99% on a car loan. And, you know, car loans are, especially dealerships these days are notorious for, for offering, you know, rolling in debts, paying off, um, you know, doing cashbacks and whatnot. Um, just keep in mind, it's, it's being rolled into a, to a really high interest and, and really consider um, looking at your mortgage situation before doing any sort of a major purchase like a car loan and taking on new debt like that. So um, just a piece of, uh, just a piece of mind, there and uh, I think again that it's a it's been a great episode to to talk about what we can control in a in a time where it's very um, very uncertain and, and hard to control really anything but what we have in front of us. So uh, thanks for listening. We appreciate all your feedback and everyone that's uh, following and liking our um, our content here. It goes a long way. It's, it's what you know allows us to continue to do this. It's what motivates us to continue to do this type of show so we appreciate that and if you have any suggestions or or, or feedback for us on on future episodes we're, we're all ears and 
Uh, we have some exciting announcements coming up too in the future that we look forward to to bringing to you. And if you're not already subscribed to um, our newsletter, uh, you, you're going to get a lot more um, up to date and and quick information there. So um, please reach out, and we're yeah happy to do this. Have a great day and take care.